We can start. Are you yeah, the moderator of this? I am the moderator. Ooh, I am the moderator. Sexy. I am Mr. Moderator. M&M. Yeah. <laughs> M&M. Guys, everyone, gals, ladies, folks, welcome to the comedy festivals and competitions panel. Give yourself a round of applause because this is about how to win a comedy contest. So you're making the right move first. My name is Matt Walker. Uh, a couple of guests with us today. We have big Irish Jay Hollingsworth. He won the March Comedy Madness. And he was a finalist in the Bay Area Black Comedy Competition. And his name True is story. Big Irish Jay Hollingsworth. <laughs> yeah. so, so that's a pretty good... Uh, black Irish. Bla black yeah, Irish. There we go. Yeah. I like that. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Yes. And then also <laughs> with us, we have Hillary Hudson from the Big Pine Comedy Festival, Rick Bronson's Funniest Person Competition, San Diego Comedy Festival. She's won all of those. She's, she won every <laughs> single one of them. She's the boss of all of them. How are you? Hi. Hi, Hillary. Oh, Hillary. <laughs> and, and he's lying. I have not won any of them. I just organize them and plan them and... We give you the honorary title title of winner of all of them. Thanks. As, as Khaleesi, uh, yeah. mother of comedians. Did you tell him that <laughs> anybody that shows up here automatically is in the finals? No. <laughs> <laughs> we were trying to push for that for the three of you here with us, but uh, it didn't work, so I'm sorry. So we're going to go over some questions about uh, comedy competitions and festivals, and uh, we'll open it up at some point for questions from you guys in the audience. Um, I'll just go ahead and get it started. We'll start talking about competitions. So uh, how do comedians benefit from entering a comedy competition? Jay, what do you, how do you think that? Uh, the connections you make, uh, for one. Um, so somebody told me a long time ago with comedy competitions. Uh, oh, hi. Oh, oh. Hi. Uh, with comedy competitions, uh, you can't win them all, but you can get booked at them all. Right. That's what, so, so um, Anytime I go into a competition, my mentality is uh, I just want the audience and the bookers to get me um, because, as we all know, comedy be can be so subjective and you never know what what one joke you may have may affect some judge. I was in a competition with Joe List and he did a joke that he mentioned driving drunk and he didn't move on that night and the one of the judges told me, he's like, yeah, as soon as that guy mentioned that, I knew I wasn't going to score him high because his brother had uh, got hit by a drunk driver. So because of the joke choice, you know, this guy decided to score Joe low, which was, you know, whatever. It is what it is. But um, the connections you make there, like I did the Bay Area Black Comedy Competition in Oakland, uh, got to the finals, and when I moved to L.A., I got more bookings from the people that I met at the Bay Area Black Comedy Competition than from anything else uh, you know it was it was awesome i was getting put on all these shows bob sumner that had at the comedy store and uh yeah so i mean the connections you're gonna make just don't be a dick you know i mean it, you never know oh you know i mean you know how competitions yeah. are some people are like yeah. oh man i'm gonna crush everybody and they're <laughs> like all right buddy good luck with that i'm just you know have fun enjoy the enjoy the moment and just try and get the best representation of your stand-up out to the 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 judges and the bookers and uh, just be easy to work with. Right. That's the biggest thing. Right. Hill, how do you think that uh, comedians benefit from entering a comedy competition? I would agree 100% with what Jay said. From, <clears throat> I think if you're in a competition, you always need to go up there, or anytime you're 
at a club or any event, you should go up and do your best because you never know who's in the audience. Um, a lot of times from House of Comedy, I know we do book people from the contests, even if they don't advance, because we see how much they've improved just from that time, from the last time. Right. Um, and not even that uh, alone, There, a lot of the other people who are in the competition are bookers. Uh, and they have like local shows or whatever. So you should absolutely do your best um, because even if you don't win, it's stage time that you're getting. It's opportunity in front of people that can book you that you're getting. All right. Good. Good answers. Good answers. Um, okay. So you, you start. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. No, I listen. <laughs> I one day. I'm family feud. I, good answer. Good answer. That's what I'm going for. That's the you. comedy arc that I'm going for. <laughs> Hit it big enough so I can be on family feud and that's it. I'm good. Uh-huh. <laughs> so you start talking about this a little bit. W- what should a comedian not do on stage when performing in a comedy competition? How is it different than regular stand-up? Uh, I would just say with the what not to do at a comedy competition is uh, if, if the comedy competition has certain parameters, stay within those parameters. Don't be the guy that's like, oh, I'm going to be... Fuck-. Like an example, I know a, a, a guy that... He got an audition, which it was basically a, a competition for Heart of the City. And they told all the people on it, you know, when you're doing this, it's got to be clean because this is going to be on TV, so you got to be clean. This guy went up and immediately he's like, man, they told us we got to be clean, but fuck that. I'm an artist or blah, all this other horse shit and just starts doing whatever, swearing. And, of course, that guy got nothing from it. And uh, everybody's he basically took somebody's spot that could have auditioned and done what was re- you know, right. was was one of the requirements. So I would just right. say, uh, if if there's you know, stay to your time. Obviously, uh, don't don't think you're gonna like be so good that you're gonna change <laughs> the parameters that are applied to you right. versus everybody else. Uh, stay within your time. Um, uh, you know, again, don't uh, if there's certain rules they have like no swearing, then don't swear. Right. Um, yeah, I would, just, I would just say that. And then other than that, I mean. Uh, I'll get to it on your other questions, but as far as like what I do in a competition versus like if I do something different than just a regular set. Right. But I'll get about that later. Okay. We'll get into that. Can you tell me a good answer? It was a good answer. Thank you. I like like to wait till you both answered so that I can judge both of your answers at the same time. But since you asked for it, it was a good answer. Thanks. <laughs> Hillary, what do you see w- with a comedian that you don't like, you know, in a comedy <laughs> competition? Um, okay, so in a competition, we are looking at your material. So I would say go ahead and do more material, uh, less crowd work, the least amount of crowd work possible. They're really looking at how good of a writer you are and how good you can handle a the situation of course if somebody is heckling you or whatever you're just gonna want to shut it down quickly it really is about um your material uh i would also never run the light it's better to get off in the middle of a joke without finishing or finish strongly and get off a little early that's even better than it is to uh to run the light but you also you don't want to get off too early right um the other thing is, is I wouldn't do a lot of give it up for this, give it up for that. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's a waste. And that goes for all comedy festival submission videos, EPK submission videos, every kind of any <laughs> submission videos. Right. Also, I would not do topical jokes. Um, as, this is more for, I guess, festivals, but uh, submission videos for anything, really. Um, you. It's not you're not funny in Phoenix if you or if you do all jokes from Delaware or all jokes from L.A. People are in Phoenix aren't going to laugh at you. So 
if you send that in for your EPK or whatever, it's not it's not relevant. Right. Yeah, that that makes sense. Good answer. all right so this was you were alluding to this next question what do you think a stand-up comic can do to really stand out at a competition uh uh, do stuff that's i think like uh specific to you i mean it's kind of just with stand-up in general uh don't don't there's a lot of premises that are everybody has something on a certain premise um that, and I'm not saying you don't do a premise that somebody else has if you have a unique take on it, but right. uh, there was a f- competition that Hillary and I were both at um, that uh, a guy goes up and does a joke about that he was like one of the only minorities in this city, and then, uh, which is like, I mean, it, it's not a necessarily a hacky joke, but I mean, it's like a lot of comics when they're doing a yeah. set, they'll you know open up with like oh like i'm the only black guy here you know i've I've raised the population of black people here but you know whatever uh another comic that happened to be black watched that and first he said he stole his joke which Ah. i'm like that's like a that's just kind of like a stock you know opener and then he went up and then did the same joke again after seeing it you know who i'm talking about right yeah Uh, he after seeing it Seeing him do, oh yeah, you're, <laughs> yeah. And so, um, I would say, uh, yeah, don't uh, avoid like kind of like the maybe the stock premises um, and stuff that's really unique to you. That's gonna ma- again make you stand out. Because again, you may you may not move on for whatever reason, but if uh, you know if they have something like you know Brian has something about being married and like his knee he has a bit about his knee he's got a bum knee and it i worked with him back in march and i still remember the bit because it's so funny and uh and yeah so if you have something unique about you then y- you may not move on but the judge will be like oh i remember that dude and or i remember that lady and and uh this joke was so funny that and they'll you know could possibly book you later down the road yeah okay i'm gonna wait gotcha i'm All gonna right. wait hillary what do you think really makes a uh, comedian stand out in a competition uh i don't well (laughs) uh what i was gonna say is i what i would not do because i think it makes you stand out in a negative way is it's a competition you only have you most times for first round you only have five minutes and so i would avoid anything that that you're doing just for shock value but not for like a laugh um i i would avoid political stuff in the first round because you they're not your audience and so you only have five minutes and you only have five minutes to win them over and you're winning over the judges too because they a lot of competitions they go off of like audience um, reaction and so you don't want to insult them and have to win them back it's different when you have 15 or 20 minutes and you're featuring or emceeing you have time to like get them to like you but in a quick five minute set you don't have that and if you lose the audience you could end up losing the contest just because they, that audience wasn't your audience. I would pay attention to reading the audiences. Um, and, and I think that's a important part. Right. Okay. Uh, good answers again by both <laughs> of you. Absolutely. Uh, Hillary, do you think what's uh, one thing you wish performers knew about participating in comedy competitions? Is there something in particular that you think is... Oh, I, you know, I, there's all these people who say like, oh, I don't do competitions or I I don't do contests. And 
why stage time is stage time and for for yeah. most people they're going around doing stage time for free yeah anyway and so it's an extra stage time for you to do where you could get booked either by the booker or whoever's running the contest or someone else who's in the audience it's a chance to network and support other comedians and honestly it's a chance to fine-tune putting out a five-minute set to help you get something so yeah you might not win that competition but and you might not want to do contests, but you you need those opportunities for auditions and for submission videos and for your EPK. Like the, a lot of times also those are very, very good audiences uh, because a lot of times they're bringer shows and people bring a lot of people. And so it's a great opportunity to get a good video. It's a great chance for you to go up there and work out a really tight five and get a great video with a, a with a good audience. Nice. Nice. What do you think? One thing that uh, performers should should know, uh, or you wish they did. Uh, uh, com- uh, fellow competitors, uh, bookers, judges, everybody talks. Mm-hmm. Well, and on both the negative and the positive, right. like you know. So, if you're someone that uh, again easy to work with uh, and and funny, that people will remember that. And if you're not easy to work with and you're an asshole and uh, and you know, uh, you know, however big the competition is, there's only going to be one winner. I mean, you know, you may get paid for second and third, but there's only going to be one winner. And and again, it's so subjective, and you never know what you may you may have the most in your eyes the most vanilla joke, but it may trigger something in somebody that's on the judges panel. So, you know, you you. I always, I used to with uh, some of the festivals I or competitions I was in, I would try and cater like, okay, I think this is a good competition uh, set, and like I think the judges will like this. And a lot of the times I wouldn't do good with that. Uh, and there was one competition where like the first couple of nights wasn't doing good, and then the third night I just said fuck it and I did what I wanted to do, and that was the highest I placed in the whole competition because I think you're you enjoy you know if you're. When you're doing it, the set. If you're doing one where you're like, okay, I'm doing this because I think the 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 you know the judges will like it, versus I'm doing a set because I love these jokes and I believe them. I think your energy is going to be different when you're presenting it. So, uh, I mean, just have fun and know that you know how you how you act in these is going to you know. I I think there's the ju- there's the competition side of it, but I think the the off the stage stuff is just as important. Right. You know, the, yeah. the relationships you make um, with people and and just being cool, you know, you guys both answered very well. Again, <laughs> you're, you're doing you're doing fantastic. It's losing its luster. <laughs> I know. Uh, yeah. I'll switch soon. Uh. <laughs> uh, so yeah, as someone who's been in a lot of competitions, what yeah. do you think someone should look for as far as red flags or that it might be a scam or, you know? Um, I would talk to if, if it, there's a competition you are wanting to enter or festival and I would try and look at who previously had been in it and see if there's somebody that you know that's been in it okay. and talk to them and get their impression of it like uh, like I've done Big Sky Comedy Festival I've done Big Pine I've done Boston Comedy Festival Seattle comedy competition and uh, and like people will ask you and I, I tell them all the time, you know, like, oh, this is an awesome one. Like Seattle, Seattle's a, Seattle and the San Francisco comedy competition are, I, I don't know if they're as prestigious now as they once were, but they, they used to have like a lot of prestige to them. Um, but if somebody asked me about them, I would tell you the Seattle one, it's a month long. So if wow. you're a working comic, oh yeah, it's, That's... and it's like, if you're a working comic, you got to understand that 
those are going to be weekends that you aren't making money. If you win the whole thing, great. You can win a nice chunk of change. But if you didn't, that's a month of not working. And like, and you're driving and uh, it's just, I mean, it's, it's a lot. I lived in Seattle at the time. So I was like, all right, this isn't that big a deal to me. But like people coming in from out of town, yeah, it's like, you know, it, the, the festival itself, great. But just there's certain things you have to know. So I would just say, uh, as far as red flags or anything, talk to people that have done it and get their input. Because, I mean, you know, if it's a friend, a comic, they're not going to bullshit you. They'll tell you straight up, like, this is great or this is what was good and this was what was bad. Or they'll just be like, yeah, this is a sham. Yeah. You know? Okay. Hillary, what do you think about red flags or, or scams that are masked as competitions? Uh... <laughs> Is I there like anything you've seen in particular that stands out along those lines of what what you would look out for? I mean, so I think there are a couple contests or competitions that I've been to where I felt like uh, they may have been money grab. Well, who was going to win was predetermined. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, but I think really talking to people about it and then taking a look at the judges. Um, uh, that's a thing that a lot of the competitions do have judges. And so I don't necessarily know, I guess it would depend on how much money I would look at the investment. Yeah. I would look at the investment. Um, I know that like some competitions, there's no fee. You can just sign up for them. So obviously whether those are a scam or not, I don't think it really matters right. because it doesn't cost anything from you. Maybe you just bring people out, but, yeah. um, because you're you are again you're getting the stage time you're getting the practice so I guess it would depend on the fee and uh, and I would talk to people like Jay said I would talk to people and see what they think I also would keep in mind that a lot of people don't like competitions because they don't move forward yeah so I wouldn't necessarily take that as a hundred percent truth when you're talking to someone either I would consider the source yeah that's a good point as well and know that just because you didn't win the competition you still may be the funniest person there. I mean, again, it's it's uh it's no nothing to get bent out of shape. But uh, perfect example, and not saying that this my buddy's like the funniest person ever, but uh, Barry Black Comedy Competition. My buddy Kev on stage. Uh, I don't know if you don't know Kev on stage. He's got like three million uh, followers on social media. Um, great guy, good comic, and uh, we used to do shows in Seattle. He had this bit where he would take his shirt off. He, he's like a Christian comic type, and he would talk about how much he loved Popeyes to where it was like a sexual thing, and he's pouring water on himself. Would destroy in this in this room in Seattle. Destroy. He's at the Bay Area Black Comedy Competition, and it gets nothing. He's getting nothing to where now he's got his shirt off. He's pouring water. He's like, the water's cold. He's just, he's like, my boobs are out, and my nipples are hard. And it just, people are looking up at him just like, what is he doing? And then he's just like, good night. He said he got off stage and then walked outside and then just kept walking. Didn't advance, of course. Uh, the next year... They asked Kev to come back to speak on a paddle on a panel about doing social media, and uh, so I mean, it, don't don't ever, you know, don't look at a competition to validate you as a comic. You know, that's a that's the thing is, is I guess what I'm trying to say. I wanted to add something to that. Is this mic? Yeah, it is on. Um, going off of what you just said, actually, introduce too, yourself, Jack Galvin. <laughs> and what do you do? Jack Galvin, everybody. And from where? Big Pine Comedy Festival and House of Comedy. In Phoenix, Arizona, I um, I wanted to add. Well, just even adding on just what Jay said, we went to a, a contest festival last year, and the guy who took fifth place ended up being on Fallon two months later. 
Didn't win yeah. the didn't win the competition, but won the heart of one of the judges. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? And if you ask me, that's the bigger win, you know, at the end too. But also when it comes to the contest, I think one of that w there's one big contest out there, the World Series, that everybody says a lot of times you don't get what you what they're offered, which is a year's worth of work. And I've talked to a couple people that have won that now. And I think when we win something, especially when it's like weekends or dates or, or, or something like that on our schedule, we feel like we just earn it and we get it and they should be calling us. <laughs> it's not the case. <laughs> I know someone that won the World Series of Comedy who got most of his dates filled that year, but he had to work for it. He had to constantly remind the, the clubs, constantly remind the bookers that, hey, I won this, I'm still offered this. Because just winning it is, the, is, a, is it's opening a door into these clubs where you have the ability to talk to the booker. Now it's your job, still as a businessman or a woman and a comedian, to get those spots filled. It's not just gonna be given to you. So I think you have to go on with that notion too that you still might have to work after you win. So. Don't don't feel like anything's just going to be given to you. That's it. Yeah, I think that's a great point. I think that's a great point. Okay, so from there, let's switch over a little bit more to festivals. Um, so what should a comedian do to get noticed when submitting to a festival? Well, we should be able to hear you 100%. Your, uh, if you have a friend recording... It is very difficult if they're like, ha ha like <laughs> laughing so much so that I can't hear your jokes. Uh, horizontal is always best. Uh, I would like to be able to see. I don't have to see very well, but I do like to be able to see something of your face or, you know, some sort of what you look like. So I can tell if you're confident on stage or if you are nervous. I mean, that is definitely a big part of it, too. Again, it's the same thing I said for contests. Well, don't don't waste their time. You have five minutes. First of all, your best material should be up at the front. I don't want to see the host telling me who you are. I don't care about the host. I don't care about the 30 seconds it takes for you to walk up from the side. You've now wasted 45 seconds of my time and I gave you five minutes of it. it you're, you're lessening your odds by the second. Start with yourself. Start with a great funny joke. Uh, and I, again, I would say the same thing that I said about contests. You have a better chance of getting in if you don't put your offensive material in a five-minute set that you send. Unless right. you're straight offensive the whole time. And if that's the case, they'll understand that from your set. But right. if you just have, you just want to be edgy, save it for when you're not auditioning for something or when you yeah. have more than five minutes. Five minutes is such a short amount of time. Also, none of the give it up for this, give it up for that. And like I said earlier, uh, I no crowd work. Material, material, material. Nothing that is specific to where you're from that other people in other places aren't going to laugh at. You have to, you know, cana people who submit only Canadian material, that's not going to make my audiences laugh. They don't have any idea what you're talking about. Right. Can I also ask one other thing on that? Um, do you care as, like, as far as running a festival or competition, the video that's submitted, whether it's... 10 people in the audience or 200? Uh, I do pay attention if there are some times where we get submission videos and I am like this person, like I, why am I not laughing? The audience is dying laughing. Why am I not laughing? And then they'll say like, oh, my family's here. 
okay, so you're re- are you really funny or is just your family thinks you're really funny? So I, I would say <laughs> that as far as audiences go, that's more important versus you have to ha- I mean, I would pay attention to that. And and if your audi- if your family is in the audience, don't reference it. Yeah. No, I mean, I'm, I, yeah, <laughs> like, this guy's killing. <laughs> this is at his family reunion. Um, well, no, I, I guess what I'm wondering, just for, like, people submitting, um, let's say let's say I'm two years into stand-up, and I'm not getting, like, weekend spots, um, and so most of my stuff is going to come from, like, an open mic or maybe, like, a showcase show at a bar. But I, it's good quality video, but there's only 10 people. That's, that's okay. St- okay. That's yeah, what, that's as long as it's funny, at. because yeah. a lot of times I don't necessarily laugh when the audience laughs anyway, so that doesn't really matter. It's just the hearing you, um, being able to, even if it's a cell phone video, cell phone videos are okay as long as they're not totally pixelated where no one can see you. The biggest thing I hate is you send a video and then you take it down or you only have it up for a certain amount of time, so then we're just... spending our time going to links that don't link to anything or if you don't have it you have it password protected or whatever forget it and can i because i there's been a couple festivals that i've helped out with where uh i've been asked to like review some video submissions don't put a laugh track (laughs) on your submission (laughs) yeah and and don't send an edited edited video unless they tell you specifically it's okay i would always just send an unedited video uh, if you want to put your name, like if, like I said, don't put in the host. If you want to put your name and text at the bottom so that they can look at it and see like, oh, okay, this is Bernice or, you know, whoever, then then you could do that. But I wouldn't, we, we get videos where it's what a five minute set, four different nights, four different outfits. And it's like, yeah. did you cut it apart and put yeah. it together because those are the only nights that it hit yeah. or were you just trying to show me that you were funny multiple times at the same set because it doesn't translate that way right just just to let people know how many submission videos do you think you've watched <laughs> this just this, this year? year just this year i don't want to hurt you and make you think further <laughs> than um, that um okay so this year i've watched 1730 videos so I five mean, minute videos, all of them. I mean, that's just since January first of twenty nineteen. So she she <laughs> knows a few things about what people are looking for in these videos. So that's some pretty good advice. And then I think you went over a little bit, you know, what are the turnoffs in those videos? Is there anything else that stands out as like a red flag or something you don't want to see in a video? I think you covered a lot of it, but well, uh, w- you know, like I said, there's there's such thing as a a blue comedian or a or whatever and that's fine but when you're submitting for a submission video we got one um (laughs) we got one recently uh and it was in the first two and a half minutes it was a rape joke an abortion joke and and something else and i'm like i thought it was good (laughs) (laughs) and i'm like okay well now you just offended all of these people that paid so much money to come to the festival (laughs) and you're only two minutes in um, so in, in, uh, if you're going to do those type of jokes in a submission video, you, they have to be very funny. Yeah. They just have to be very funny. Do you, um, for, let's say a comic that is, is like a shock comic or blue, right? Um, 
does the if a festival has like uh, would you recommend like if a festival has like a dirty show and they're like i really want to come to this festival and i know what my material is but i uh, so i'm just submitting just to be a part of the dirty show it, would, would you recommend that as like a yeah so i would always take advantage of the comment section uh people read the comments and so if there's an extra comment section i would for sure to use that even if you just say hello I'm, I'm really excited i would use that they're giving gotcha. you an extra space to tell them more about yourself another thing you could do is you could always put a, an extra link in there a lot of times if it does have an extra link or if i do like a comedian i end up searching for youtube for <laughs> them um and so it's nice if they if an extra link is provided and that's one thing that uh i would say also Go through your YouTubes and see what's up there and what you want people to actually see that's up there. <laughs> because if I do like a comedian and I know a lot of, even outside of the festival, a lot of bookers who do this, they'll you'll send them a link in your EPK that's a great video. It's your it, And the next couple of videos that are on there are great videos. And then you've got something from eight years ago and, you know, there's a gap or if have the material out there that you want to represent yourself. And if you don't want it to represent you now in comedy, I would take it down. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, how about uh, red flags when submitting to a festival? Do you, have you noticed any particular heard of any, you think of any, you start this one, Hillary, let me think about it. Red flags. You mean as far as like from the festival, something to be, you know, maybe it's not a legit festival. Maybe there's something going on there that it might not be a festival that you want to be a part of. I would say the same thing we said about competitions. Yeah. I would talk to people and see what they what their experiences are. I would also <clears throat> think about what it is that you're trying to get out of a festival. When you go to a comedy festival, it's really up to you to make the most out of it. We touched on this earlier today, but this is a con a panel at a festival about how to win competitions and contests. And so if you're here, that's amazing. But if you're not, then you you came all the way here. Why, why not take advantage? And it's the same thing about festivals. If you're going to go to a festival, you have to make the most out of the experience. You have to go out and try to network with the other comedians at the festival. Um, there are networking opportunities. There's so many opportunities at festivals, even if you don't get into them, that I really think... I would look at that. Look at how they are going to treat you and look at what they offer you beyond just stage time. Stage time is great, but what else is there? Is there industry? Are there open mics so that you can run through your set? Is there networking events with other comedians, panels, workshops? What what kind of experience are you looking for? How much are you looking to advance or uh, help your career through that experience? And, and then what kind of things do they offer? Just because a festival offers accommodations doesn't make it a good festival. Just because a festival offers food, that doesn't make it a good festival either. I would really look at the, the type of things and how much they care about the comedians that are coming. Ditto. Power. No, I, I, I mean, she pretty much summed it up. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, so here's, here's something that gets said a lot. Uh, are festivals just cash grabs? Oh, I love this question. I'm so excited <laughs> you asked. So I run festivals, basically, and I will tell you that I have made zero dollars. Zero dollars. <laughs> negative dollars. Um, I'm sure there are, I'm sure there are festivals are out there that are, totally are a cash grab. But again, do your research. Look into the festival. 
Um, but festivals cost a lot of money. Yeah. And and I wish they were. <laughs> 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 uh, yeah. No, absolutely not. Okay. I would just say go back to going back to uh, ask about the festivals. Ask somebody that you know that's been in it. There was a festival that I was going to submit for. I think it was a competition slash festival. And a buddy of mine had done it previously. And I asked him about it. And he told me straight up, he goes, it was the biggest waste of time and money. And he thought, he's like, I think this guy just did this as a cash grab. He uh, he said that people had flown out. It was in New York. People had flown out. Uh, and they ended up getting, like I think, like uh, two three-minute sets mm-hmm. And after they flew out to New York on their oh, own man. dime. And the room was uh, like it was like uh, he said it was not even set up for comedy. It was like a hallway uh and uh he just said it was like the worst experience and he was so pissed oh man so i was like all right good to know <laughs> <laughs> that is good to know that is a good one um <laughs> i love this so much so all right i do i'm having so much fun right now you guys are amazing at answering these questions how does a comedian benefit uh from being in a comedy festival uh i mean we talked i think we talked about it. it the connections you make um from both the industry side, if if the play if the the competition or festival has industry, and the fellow comics, I mean, these are all your colleagues, and you're gonna get stuff all the time. Uh, you know, hopefully work and stuff. Um, I'll give an example. I did I did the Big Sky Comedy Festival, which is an awesome festival in Montana. I did it twice. Uh, one year, I I thought I would I thought for sure I was gonna be in the finals. I thought I had uh, you know one of the best sets. Blah blah blah. I, and I always say, like, uh, when I get done with a set, as long as I'm happy with my set, then I'm happy. If I don't move on, as long as I'm happy with what I did, cool. Uh, I didn't move on, and immediately the uh, booker from Levity Live Improv comes up to me immediately, and she's like, I have no idea why you did not move on. She's like, I had you, like, as a top score. And she's like, I again, I don't know why you moved on, but she's like, here's my card. I will take your call anytime, and I will book you, you know, anytime I can. So, I mean, uh, it's... Uh, you're gonna make all these connections, and and again, like your colleagues. Like I, I just worked with. I mean, I've known Brian, Brian Glowacki over here from uh, Massachusetts. I've known Brian now for about six or seven years. But we just uh, in March, uh, I was in Massachusetts, and he was like the house MC at a club, and killed it. And uh, I just was just today on lunch. I was asking him about if he wanted to feature for me at a club, uh, and that's just again, you know, your colleagues. Give, getting stuff for you, you know, people that you you work with. So I would say that. Okay. Any other additional benefits that you kind of see for a comedian in a festival? Yeah. So again, it's the same thing that we talked about a little bit with contests. Uh, you have to realize when you're at a festival, all of the other comedians that are at the festival w- were selected for a specific reason, also. And so, if the people who produce a festival and are bringing in all these people from across the nation think that these people are worth getting to know that's a sign to you that these people are worth getting to know. You you shouldn't just be interested in getting to know the people who run the festival in the industry. There is a whole lineup of other comedians that are either also very talented but produce their own shows or have lots of credits that could help you. I mean, there's... Jay found another feature at Big Pine when he was at Big Pine in September. Like... There are opportunities there for you if you just go and you get out of your comfort zone and you talk to people that you don't know because they don't know anyone either. Um, Yeah. Jack Galvin, back on the mic. I'm sorry. Who are you again? Jack Galvin. (laughs) (laughs) 
Uh, are you done? Sure. <laughs> uh, you could keep no, going. No, I'm great. Okay. No, I just want to add, first festival I ever went to, Hudson Valley Comedy Festival outside of New York City, like a year and a half in. I go there. It's a first one-and-done festival. It never happened again. Um, it was a train wreck. The whole the whole week, was a tra- it was a train wreck. I, I mean, we had to drive 30 minutes to some of our shows and places that, I mean, my first show, I had eight minutes, and there was eight oscillating fans behind me (laughs) trying to keep the room cold (laughs) because it was so humid and hot in this building and it looked like a dollhouse. Um, No audience members at them, but instead of complaining, which a lot of people did, a lot of people complained, got, went back to the airport and left. I hung out, carried water, big things of water bottles to different venues for them, (laughs) did whatever they wanted me to do. And I got three weekends of work out of it in Portland because the girls that were running the festival also booked clubs in Portland. I didn't know that. And on the flip side, I'm there a year and a half in. At that time, I'm not helping run festivals. I'm not booking a comedy club. I remembered the people that were there and that were awesome and funny. And I've since then booked them now on things to do. I booked a headliner last year for our festival that I met at that festival because she was great, funny, and didn't complain once. And so you never know who you're sitting next to anywhere, what they're going to book next, what they're going to run next, and they can help you as long as you go into these things with a positive mindset and attitude. So, Also, I, uh, I thought of another thing when I was, uh, I did a contest slash festival in Seattle, um, and I, I was in the finals. I think I took third or fourth. I don't remember. what I didn't win it. Uh, but in the audience was uh, this guy Ruben Buck and Boone Helm, who were the managers of Parlor Live Comedy Club, which had was, I think, a year open. It had been open for about a year. It was the only A club at the time in the whole Northwest. And uh, they saw me there, liked me, and approached me and offered me the house MC job at this comedy club. Again, you know. It's something where I didn't win it, but you know the connections I made and getting seen by people, it paid off in other ways. Yeah. Okay. So you were talking earlier about how it's not a cash grab. These festivals, the competitions, these aren't cash grabs. You know, it's it costs a lot of money to put them on. So what are the festival runners getting out of it? What are the benefits? I mean, what are the benefits for you? Just honestly. Gray hair. Gray hair. <laughs> Um, honestly, it, the networking, networking is great for me. I, I, so we, how we even got Big Pine was Jack uh, submitted and didn't get in. Yeah. And so we went and volunteered and then Jack submitted again and didn't get in and we went and volunteered and then we took over. Yeah, you're, uh, like, you're like, I'm getting in this so, year. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to run and, this shit. <laughs> and, uh, I, I mean, I still, I, I'm, will have been at three festivals this week. And even though I'm not a comedian, so I don't go to get the stage time, the networking opportunities are endless. It's outrageous. And you're literally putting yourself in the right place at the right time. It's worth going to. Can I, can I brag on Hillary a little bit? Sure. Cause yeah, you, I don't know. You can do earmuffs if you don't want to hear it. Um, so I met H- Hillary, uh, at big pine, uh, and, uh, uh, people that don't know Hillary, she genuinely cares about comics, which is very rare from like bookers, from no, from like bookers and festival. You know, like it, it's uh, so. I, as far as what she gets out of it, I mean, I can't speak for, her, but I I know I can tell you that she genuinely gives a shit about comics and their well-being. So, uh, I mean, I've told her she's 
she won't be the next Mitzi Shore, but she'll be the first Hillary Hudson. You know. Oh snap! Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 I I can kind of tell you. I mean, our thought process when we took over the festival for us was I mean, get me in the big pie. <laughs> I just want to get in this damn festival. <laughs> no, I mean it was um, it was an opportunity for us to build something and give back, but to also open up doors right. for us. Right. I mean, we've been able to have have phone conversations with people in the business that we should have no business having those phone conversations with them right because we tr we we did something other than just stand up you yeah. know what i mean and i think that's a, a tool everybody in stand up needs to figure out especially nowadays is if you want to go up the ladder faster which i i always think there are ways to to skip certain things you have to be ready for those certain things but i mean and it's doing something other than stand up because right. There's so many people doing stand-up. You have to have other things that you're doing at the same time. So for us, it was let's build something great and see how many people we can get involved. And it's just grown every year for us. You meet, you really do meet so many great people, um, even if they're people who don't get into the festival. You, there's people that we book at House of Comedy. They might not be right for the festival, um, but their submission video I really, really loved. Or yeah. um, So you just meet so many people. Right. Um, and if you're polite, <laughs> <laughs> it often works in your favor. It, it, it definitely does. I can attest to that very much. That's why I'm sitting here right now. Uh, I'm uh, yeah, let's we can go ahead and switch it out to questions for anything you guys have for the panelists up here about festivals, competitions, you know, uh, so I'll put it out there. Brian. Both at the same time. Okay, so the question was about submission videos. And not starting right away from the first joke. It's like it cuts in, it cuts in somewhere, and it's a fi it's like a five minute set from there. It, that's okay as long as it makes sense. If I <laughs> because so, we have gotten videos like that where the first thirty seconds I'm like, wait, I don't understand what they're laughing at because I missed the tail end of the joke before, and so it really would just depend on where you cut cut it in your set. Um, I would, unless it says not to send more than five minutes, I would send a longer video. A lot of times I find myself watching videos longer than the five minutes. But again, I would start with like the funniest material, as long as it makes uh, sense where you cut it. Okay, so the, the question is, as you advance in a comedy competition from round to round, do you keep your material the same? Do you keep doing the same set? Or do judges like to see you change it up? So for, the, for this contest, um, for the most part, the judges are only with us for two evenings, and so they rotate out pretty quickly. So it, doing the same material for each one, uh, I would, would not necessarily be a problem. For other competitions and things, I would often recommend for your second set, maybe keeping some of your best material from your first and putting in some new stuff. It doesn't always have to be an entirely new set, but a lot of times I am pleasantly surprised when you change it up a little bit or add something because I do remember your first set and then I'm like, oh, that's really funny. I like how he changed that or, you know. I can tell you that at Big Pine, uh, one of the years I was there, uh, they, they told Oh yeah, Big Sky. Sorry, uh, Big Sky. Thank you. Mm -hmm. um, they told the comics that if you know in the finals you probably want to do a different set um, because they they had like th the first two rounds you had your first night you had one set of judges, second night you had a different set of judges, and then if you made it in the finals, all the judges 
we're going to be there. Uh, one guy went up and he did the set he had done the first two times, and he he crushed. He did great. Uh, another guy went up, did a totally different set, and that guy won. He didn't have like as impressive as, as a set as far as crowd response and everything, but the judges recognized that he was doing something they hadn't heard before, and that guy won it. But if you if this one you have the judges are different nights, then uh, I think that's what you should base it on. You know, you should base it off of that. You know, if, if you go back to the club and you see, I mean, every every set going further in a festival or a competition should give you more time anyways you know usually you'll get longer sets the first one's five minutes second one's nine then maybe ten the last the finals you know so Sorry. I'm thinking about dan bulger <laughs> <laughs> that's a great story um but and then it just depends on who yeah who's in the crowd i mean if, if if the judges change then i've never seen a competition where the judges are telling each other beforehand hey before you go judge tonight make sure he doesn't do this five you know what i mean it's not going to happen so I think that's a do it by basis. Any more questions? Festivals? <laughs> okay, Tell so Dan Bolger is the youngest comic to ever win the Boston Comedy Festival. Was he 21 at the time? I think. I think he was younger than that. I think he was like 19. Yeah, I think he was 19. Yeah, I think he was like a year in, maybe. Yeah, and he was, uh, he definitely, you know, Dan, he definitely, so, definitely a year in. So he had, I think he had like five or seven minutes. And he was advancing, he was advancing. And when he got to the finals, they're like, yeah, so you got to do like a 15-minute set. And he, he's like, I only got seven minutes. They go, well, what are you going to do? He goes, I guess I'll tell him slower. <laughs> <laughs> and then he won. Yeah, he won it. <laughs> oh, God. So funny. <laughs> Any more questions about festivals, competitions at all? Go ahead. Okay, so the question is for someone who is a newer stand-up comic, is there a particular festival that might be more appropriate? So my response to that would be a lot of the festivals invite comedians to come for free, even if they don't get in. So Big Pine, for example, if you submit to Big Pine Comedy Festival, even if you don't get in, you get a free pass, and you can attend all of the workshops and panels for free. You can attend... There's opportunities for open mics to win time later and so i would again just really look at the festival and look at how much they give back to the comedians how much they're willing to uh, give to you and help help you in your career i would start with those um and i would also look at stage time some festivals it's like one set some festivals it's multiple sets during the time so i would look into how how much you'll get out of it and then again we always encourage people to come even if they don't get in uh, Carlos Rodriguez, he'll be here later this week. He's a booker at Laughs Unlimited. Uh, and he came to Big Pine the first year that we ran it because it was going on for a few years before us. <coughs> and he did not, he submitted, he did not get in. He drove to Flagstaff. He did our Little Pine open mic, which is a contest. He won. And then he won time later on it. And now, I mean, we work with him all the time. Uh, because he just came and made the most out of the opportunity. So I think there are opportunities to be had if you put yourself in the right place. I mean, if you're going to submit to festivals early on in your comedy career, I would, I understand what the question you're saying is, I would maybe gear more towards newer festivals, one or two years in for submissions. I mean, there's some bigger ones out there that, I mean, if you can submit to a festival, if there's a submission portion, anyone can do it obviously there's i wouldn't tell anyone they shouldn't submit to a festival 
but uh, the ones that you're, the ones that you're probably referencing are most of the huge festivals. They don't have submissions; they're just invitation only. So, um, I mean, if it's submittable to to do, then we'll go for it. Why not? You know. And also, you <laughs> might also want to look at uh, as as if you were to advance how long the sets are. So, like, uh, you know, I let's say you have seven minutes that you think I've got a solid seven minutes in this one competition has okay well if you make it to the finals you have a you have to do a 20 minute set and if you're like oh my gosh i mean they used to say about the seattle comedy competition uh the hardest round is the first round because you could be somebody that's headlining you usually do an hour and then there's a guy that maybe he's only been doing it a year but he's got a hot five minutes and you know you're used to doing these long sets and kind of maybe you're used to easing your way into your set this guy is a year in and comes in with his five minutes and just kills everybody. And then the next round, he's like, oh, fuck, what do I do? <laughs> you know? So, but but I, I would say submit for anything you want to submit for, too. You know, because again, you never know what might be the, the thing that, you know, busts it wide open for you. I think that's about all the time we have. Thank you all for coming for the comedy festivals and competition panel. Please uh, give it up for uh, Big Irish Jay Hollingsworth, oh, Hillary Hudson, Jack Galvin. They all had such great answers. Thank you for coming. <laughs> hey, you did great too, Thank buddy. You. You did Thank awesome. you. I appreciate it. Thank you. Oh, one of the advice we said is be on time. <laughs> <laughs>